Hey, and welcome to another edition of the Rugby Report card. Uh, get about it, boys. Round one done. And first things first, we need to say Tom Enthusiasm. Two out of five in that in the tipping comp. What's up, man? Seriously, wasn't it the easiest week to pick ever? No, boys? Richard um, coming in, throwing shade. I like I know. it. Um, oh, good on you remembering his name, mate. <laughs> you must be uh, down the bottom with him. Oh, no, mate. I'm but seriously, bum. seriously. How good? How good's rugby being back, man? Yeah, watching those Kiwi games is particularly good fun. Uh, obviously, with me this week is Jim. How are you, mate? Mate, seriously, how good? How good is it that it's back? I'm doing really well. Really, really well, mate. Thanks for asking. Blake, how's those lessons coming along? Mate, they're popping. Lessons are popping and the rugby's popping. What a fantastic weekend of rugby. Isn't it? i tell you what, though. Friday night, shattered. Right, So I watched a little bit of the Tars, you know, sort of went to script. It was a little bit disappointing, and I hate the Tars. But when those Kiwi games came on, on those picturesque stadiums, you see the Chiefs game? See the Chiefs and the Highlanders? They played on the fucking the set of Lord of the Rings. Literally, I thought I was watching Escape to the Country. It was, that was outstanding. It was lovely to watch. And then I just really enjoyed every single game from that point. Beautiful. Beautiful landscapes. If that doesn't put you in the mood for a cup of tea, I don't know what does. What? what yeah. What, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where do you want to actually start with it with the with the week boys? Because obviously the the Kiwi games were absolutely awesome. Aussie games were good. No, 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 I knew you'd do that. I knew you'd do that. One cliche after another with you, isn't it? Just one more cliche. You're always got somewhere to be. We ran that script last year. We ran it the year before. Let's just enjoy the footy, man. I'm not coming on here and shitting on Australian rugby. I enjoyed it. (laughs) I was going to say, how long is that going to last for, mate? Well, it's lasting week one. (laughs) (laughs) Will it last this entire episode? That's the thing. Um, I reckon you'll drag us down to the yeah, gutter. Yeah, we'll say something outlandish. You'll be like, well, in reality, he completed 0.2 passes. Whatever, man. Hang it on. was good. Hang on, 0.2 passes, did you just say? Yeah. It's a stat. I don't know. You're the stats, man. You're the one who said it. But should we just start where we always start? No, no. Let's go backwards. Backwards? Let's go backwards. Must be recent game. Back. That's because you ate the stars, mate. Force. Brumbies in force. Wasn't this... Uh, a fairly average game of football until the last ten minutes. Uh, don't don't bring us average, down. Richard. Average. I still enjoyed it. <laughs> um, no, there's some huge positives that came out of this one. I tell you what, is every Australian rugby team got a Russian strength and conditioning coach? Every player looks ten kilos heavier. I want to know how they put on that sort of weight in the off season. I've been trying to lose two for six months. These just a, just a quick trip to Sochi, you reckon? Just a quick trip to Sochi, and they're all absolute units. I couldn't get over how, how big ever. Or was it the cameras? Or was it the cameras at GI? I'm not nah. sure. They looked, and Isaac Rodart looked like a mountain. Yeah, they, they're on Putin's potions. The one who stood out to me was without a, without a joke. Scott CEO looked like a brick. He looked really, really strong. Well, can we, can we address the most important thing about aesthetics here? The Brumbies and the tucked-in shirt, it's legitimately half the team at this point in time. For the it's whole game? Literally most of them for the whole. They come off the bench tucked in. It's, that's excellent. And at that point, you know, I am a Brumbies fan, but I'm happy the force lost, running around like a bunch of slobs. I know. I'm like that too. Like, good on them because they need to succeed. And they did play really, really well. Let's, let's give them that. But they weren't tucked in. 
but they weren't tucked in. So you got to call us back. That's the type of analysis we're after, Richard. The tuck of the Brumbies was just, just truly incredible. That's um, right. Sh- should we talk actual brass tacks here? Um, I actually think the force probably the better side. They just didn't have a scrum. They looked if better they, coached, didn't they? If if they had a scrum, or, or the force would have would have done all right here. The Brumbies just beat them up up front. Um, testament to Moderna being pulled out his name, or is that the Pfizer vaccine? I'm not. That's sure. definitely the vaccine. Yeah, Medrano. <laughs> well, the vaccine. Isn't, that, isn't that the Argentine national case? Yeah, well, he got pulled. Mario at Moderna. <laughs> That's Ledesma. <laughs> you're way off. The yeah. vaccine got pulled at halftime because he couldn't scrummage, um, and then the force looked a lot better after that. But they they got pretty dusted up front, so I thought that that hurt them. But they are a different beast, the force. And I thought it was an interesting dynamic. It was like the Brumbies playing, playing their training squad in the back line. Literally 9, 10, and 12 were the Brumbies reserves last last year. But I've been calling this for, for ages. Like that is the solution to the issue that we find ourselves with. If you're a hot shot coming through, you go to the team where you, when you can get a start, man. Don't sit on the bench. If you're Pasatoa, you're a chance of being a Wallaby playing the force. You're not a chance being behind Noah Lawless, are you? No, get the minutes. So great call from them, and it's a tough call, right? It's a tough call to do. Not You're leaving your chick the in the big smoke. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know, but it's the right call. Tough call, but the right call. Um, look, we're jumping around a bit here, but um, I, I actually think both teams look pretty good. I thought the Brumbies looked a bit more physical than they did last year. They look right up for it. I think the Brumbies showed that their 23 is probably the best in the country in terms of depth. They're bringing on Wallabies with 20 to go. Um, I think that had huge implications. I thought the other interesting thing was uh, two blokes that went out of favour with the Wallabies were probably the Brumbies' best, Noah and Wright. Um, and I think we saw a similar trend in Queensland, the blokes that got It's like Rennie lit a fire or having a preseason for these young blokes, it's actually made a, dis- a difference because Noah looks five kilos bigger. Mm. Yeah, look, play uh, devil's advocate. Sorry to interrupt you. And I, I was going to do the same. Uh, hey, I, was, I turn the next thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, no, no, I'm not not to disagree with what you're saying, but the difference in class from playing in the Wallabies to now playing Super Rugby. So, is it just the fact that they're playing a weaker level of opposition that makes them look better? Um, you can only beat who you. You can only play well against who you're playing. Mm. And and Noah played well, mate. He played really well. And I think, you know, Wallabies, it was like that every second week. Mm. Um, but obviously, yeah, the All Blacks and the Force, a little bit different. Mm. Um, so it was nice and it would be nice to see him get confidence because I think at the end of last season we all thought uh, he probably won't be a Wallaby again. Um, and it was nice 80 minutes of footy to be like, no, no, he can do it. He's got all the moves. Um, so I enjoyed watching him carve. I enjoyed watching Wright. And I enjoyed the return of Jesse Mogg. Yeah, a bit handsy for me, right? Like, obviously, he set up the last try, played some spectacular passages of play, mm. but want a bit more security in his ball handling. Uh, Jesse Mogg, mate, is the baldest dude I've ever seen. I didn't recognise it was him until midway through the second. He looks like he's been on Putin's potions too. He left as like a math teacher. He came back, he looks yoked. No, he's been on the Bordeaux grapes. Very different. <laughs> it's just a jersey hides that shit. He looks shredded. <laughs> Um, what about the force, though? They've got to feel up and about about this. Uh, Brumbies have been, uh, you know, if you go a long enough timeline, they've been the benchmark of Australian rugby for the last four or five years. Mm. And let's be honest, force probably should have won it. Without a defensive lap in the 79th minute, they win this game. Um, they, they, they should be really proud of that. And I think a lot of that was due to Isaac Rodder. And yeah. the carnage he caused at the line-out. 
I got. A, I'm really concerned about the force, right? Because this was stolen from them in the death. Now they could easily slip into a few losses on the trot here, even though they're a much better team than that. Just having a losing culture, having a losing culture, and having this stolen from you in the depth in the death, it, it can play a real big impact on the team. So it's so important. I reckon the most important game of their season is next week. They have to come out front foot and they have to get the result. One-on-one is a lot better than 2-0. and oh. it's, it's, it, it, it's really, really important. Darcy Swain was the other cat I wanted to bring up, man, looking absolutely shredded, and his work rate was through the fucking roof. Doesn't mind a charge down, does he? No. Nah. Doesn't mind a charge down. I always go second. I just let it go out, man. If it touches your fingertips and go out, it's, it's not an advantage. Yeah, but you've got to go for it. You've got to pressure the halfback. Just puts their box kick. Puts them in, in trouble for the rest of the game. Yeah. I thought all in all, um, both teams individually players looked quite good. It was just the handling that ruined this one. Just the amount of dropped ball um, from everyone. But I don't know. Broad strokes, give it up to the Brumbies defence. Force probably need to find a little bit more creativity. They had a lot of pill um, and, and, and weren't able to capitalise with that. But I think that'll come. I really like their 10 and 12, the force. Um, they just need to sort out that front row because I think there's some big scrums in Australian rugby right now. I think with Tars with Angus Bell are a different beast this year. He is he's a year older, a year bigger. I think the the red scrum's obviously insane. Um, the Brumbies scrum very strong. The Force need to sort that out. I think with the uh, with the scrum, I think it's just the uh, the tight head side as you mentioned to at the beginning. I think Robertson. And the hooker, I think, was scrubbage well. I think it's just that 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 tight head that's the problem. Saw I think, him uh, at the airport. The the who, hooker, uh, the yeah. force, the captain. captain. Uh, uh, I saw him at the airport, and I tell you what, looked incredibly fit. I've never mm. like, oh, Jesus Christ, he looked like an impressive specimen. He had mm. arms bigger than my head. Mm. Not that big though. No, nah, not that big. I was kind of shocked. Mm-hmm. I had visions of oh, can I tackle him. I don't think I could, but I had visions. We can confirm he, that he, he wouldn't. He'd tackle you, I think. <laughs> I think he would. I think he would tackle me quite um, comfortably. But just going back to that scrub, because I think, uh, you know, uh, we've, we've mentioned Rodder, but I think you need to mention Lee Warner as well, the other the other second row. Like, I think his work ethic, uh, he seemed to have his hands on the ball a lot, uh, which was good, and um, did a lot of the dirty work as well. So I think you're, you're probably a little bit off the mark in terms of beating up front completely. Once you put a... a that, that, that extra prop in. I think the Force are going to win games because of their front five against other Aussie teams potentially. Um, I think also I, I also like the the backs. I think Kunzel's going to make make good progress, and with them all playing on, uh, all the time, I think there's a real opportunity to grow the the depth in that. Position. I, I think Touchwood, but the Force, if if an Isaac Rodder drops, <laughs> like I reckon they're only one injury away from struggling a little bit. Um, well, if it, if it's not looking quite good, but if they can keep the same 15 blokes on the field yeah. for a couple of weeks in a row, they're going to be a force. There's a couple good of fun. players good in that fun. team who are proper the four pillars, and if a pillar falls, the marble roof falls with it. Um, you know? I, I think Steel My Sunshine needs a bit of love. He was sensational at outside centre for the Brumbies. Um, I thought he was. he looked every bit as dynamic as where he left off with the Wallabies, which I was really, really excited to see his progression. Because I think of all the the superstar centres in Australia, um, still my sunshine is kind of the one I think we 
don't even talk about him as much as the others. It's all Paisami, Patea, Parise, all the Ps. Uh, throw in Karevi, who should play 12, Can O'Connor, and, and still my sunshine just doesn't but, get the love. But, I just but think that's because so they, get, they get the love is because they're impact players and will do that standout play where at your 13, man, you want that Conrad. But he's got it. Still you, want that, my sunshine, you want that level. He's got it. He does nah. that standout play. Does he? Yeah. 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 I, thought, I thought Banks looked shit again. Just runs, mate. Runs like he said, like Forrest Gump, proper. It's really uh, hard to watch. He's a quick dude, though. How good was that ankle tap on him? Yeah, it was very catch impressive. That? Very impressive. And I thought uh, Falau Fyinger, the human ATM, cha-ching, cashing in again, bet it every single round. Pays more than two to one. He's going to do it more than half the season. Oh, yeah. yeah. Boys, if you want to get on something, get on that ticket to score. It's the it's the uh, Falau Fyinger to score on Brumby's win. Those odds will get you home and hose each day. Especially for the the first half of this competition, get on it. Uh, but I thought for both teams, very exciting. If both teams could catch, uh, they they could go a very long way this season. But unfortunately, neither could really catch. Can I ask you just one genuine question about the Brumbies pack, um, and then in relation to the Wallabies as well? Do you think Valentini should be playing eight for the Brumbies or stay at blindside? I pick him. At Wallaby six, and I pick Harry Wilson at eight. So I'm happy with him at six. Um, I think they're the best two back rowers. So it doesn't bother me at all. And I yeah. think of any position on the footy field, maybe those two are the most interchangeable, followed by maybe the second row. I think everywhere else, like obviously there's still specialisation to yeah. those positions, but not as dramatic as as moving from blah, 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 to blah, blah, blah. 10 so, to 12. Yeah, whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah, you I'm clearly, with you. I think you clearly not play. played those positions. Have you played? Oh, God. <laughs> I played seven for a year, mate. Did the same <laughs> thing when I played eight. Would, would we equal it? Play? You were there. Um, I think the Brumbies just lacking a number seven at the minute, but what are you going to do? Talking, yeah, of a team that does, talking of a team that doesn't lack a number seven is the Reds. Um, what did you think about their performance? Um, against the Rebels, I have to say, and I don't want to be the... I'm happy being the negative Nelly. Um, I expected a little bit more. Glad the Reds uh, won. I thought they left a bonus point out there, probably. Uh, Rebels, I think they've got the cattle, and hopefully they'll continue to, to play, but they just play a brand of rugby that doesn't excite me at the moment. Um, but overall, there were some positive things. Um, we'll you get know into- what? I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Playing a brand of rugby that's not thrilling. Um, In the words of Stephen Fry, what are you for? The Melbourne Rebels. I don't understand what their go is. Is it kicking goals? Is it kicking the corners? Is it playing the backs, playing the forwards? I don't understand what their brand is. They don't know either, clearly. They have been boring for a couple of seasons now. And, yes, they had three big names out. And when your squad's as thin as theirs, three big names out makes a difference. Um, But when I saw the teams listed before the game, I just thought, oh, boy, they're in trouble here. But They're in a lot of trouble here. But the problem is I feel like if you understand that you are going to kick the quarters, possession, press, squeeze, et cetera, I think that's fine, but they just don't do it consistently enough. So even if no, you but, take uh, – But that's not saying they don't even do that. No, no, so I'm agreeing like with you. Sometimes they'll take a quick tap or they'll they'll go for the line instead of the three. Yeah. And it's like, what? I thought you were the team that went for the three. Like, what yeah. are we? But they don't have the set piece to play that disciplined game either. 
Which surprises, um, which surprises me because then again, if you look at, I know rugby's not played on paper, but if it was, their, their pack is actually a decent pack, really. You know, again, the front row is a bit of an issue, but they should be able to scrummage better than what they're doing. At the I, I, honestly, I'm going to call it just no one's going to scrummage well against the Reds in Australia. The, the, the Brumbies are the only one that'll hold their own remotely. The other teams are, are cooked. Tupo is just on another level. He just makes them look like school children. It's it's just insane. Like, yeah, on paper, you're like, oh, Eloff and all, and they're missing Pony, that's scrummage right. They're not going to scrummage right when Tupo's scrummaging against them. Um, it's literally the mercy rule. The ref eventually gives a few short arms to the other team when Tupo's scrummaging. It's, I'm gonna it's put insane. It, I'm going to put it out there. The referee didn't know what was going on with that scrummaging at times, mate, and you know that. It was just just became into what's going, what looks like what's going on, and then it was just, it was just a point in the direction and it just carried on. Part- what are they doing in their off-season, eh? Study scrums, man. Yeah, I, but I think the problem is you just don't want to put your arm out the same way every time. So you, just, you pin the other team for quick engagement or oh, I don't think you do. I changing think you their bind or just nonsense. No, I don't think he ended up pointing the Reds way quite a lot because he was unsure. Like sometimes it's such a hard thing. We've all referenced it's, it's, such a, it's such just a hard not thing. That, it's, I don't think it's that hard when you watch the Red scrum. They just go forward. Well, I don't think they painted every scrum. Uh, the one, the few of them, when you slow down, you can see that, that Tupo slides down onto the other guy's arm, and that's what makes I'm, it real. I'm not sure, Richard, what your vendetta against Tupo and Quaid oh, is. Oh, my gosh, seriously. You're not doing <laughs> We're back on this. No, I just we're not. Think, I don't think the Rebels can match. When Tupo came off, they got a scrum penalty. They look better. And I think the Reds' backup props are great too. I think they're just more comparable. Um, I just thought that's hurt the Reds. Um, in terms of their set piece. And then I think Carter Gordon, I think he copped a bit of hate for the way he played, but it's pretty rough because Joe Powell's not up to it. Matt Timmer was past it and who's outside him and the forwards are getting pushed backwards. I think it's hard to judge Carter Gordon on that sort of game. Would you agree? Like I don't, I don't know what – yes, he had one or two shocking moments, um, but he was just under the pump. I, I think the problem is it goes back to game plan, actually. I think too much he, he's drifting sideways. He doesn't actually play what's in front of him at times. Um, I think he needs to challenge the defensive line, try and bear, play a bit flatter and at least um, take the defensive line on. But the problem is, as you say, he doesn't trust the guys outside him. And that's the problem. And sometimes he's just shoveling shit sometimes uh, because he's indecisive because, again, it goes back to he doesn't trust what's occurring. Look at I the team. The Look at the blokes. Who's he passing it to, Jim? You're Carter Gordon. You take it to the line. Who are you throwing it to? Who's going to hit that hole? Yeah, I know. I'm agreeing with you. I'm agreeing with you. It's the problem. But that's why he's getting the problem at the moment. You need a 12. He's going to hit it up properly. And you either, if you're not going to do that, you've got to kick the corners. You've got to play percentages. He's not doing that. So it goes back to, as I said, the point, the lack of direction. You don't know what what type of footy they're trying to play. Um, They're in big trouble. They're in big trouble nonetheless. They've got a long season ahead of them. Not a great start. Not looking like they're going to get much better. Well, I think where you've got to give them some love is Pony, Leoda, Kellaway. Three important cogs in that wheel. You put all them in, it starts to look a better setup. Um, and they came up against the best Australian team. We all said a preseason. Um, so they, they had a tough assignment. The best Australian team at Fortress Suncorp to only lose by 18. Wasn't that bad an effort? I think when you actually put everything aligned. Don't phrase it I like that. What, to only score five points was a real shit effort. It was a real shit effort. But I guess to put it in perspective, um, I, I think we probably all predicted 
it was going to be a bit uglier. And Looking they, at the team yeah. sheet before they ran on for sure was going to be much, much uglier. But the Reds played no complete game by any means. They looked like a beatable team that day yeah. too. And you yeah, know what? Who, who knows how it could have turned out? You know, when uh, Joe Powell, I can't remember who it was before him, um, that, that break off the scrum, Harry Wilson was miles offside. He was definitely not bound at that, that scrum and he was ended up held, held up. You know, they come back for a penalty or that becomes a try. That game could have turned. So we could be talking about a different situation. That's what I'm saying. It's not all doom and gloom. No, absolutely. Let's not write off their season yet. It's Oh, you could, though. (laughs) You could, though. Joe Powell's not really up to it. Well, this is the thing. Like, they just, at some point, they just pick experience over over talent, experience over just genuinely form. And it's the wrong call. And a coach coming in, you know, you're starting off a new regime. You're not going to throw too many spanners into the works initially. But now you have a reason to. Here is a below par performance. You now have something to fall on to start instilling something that you I hear, Yeah, but that's the exact 15 I pick. I just don't think they've got the cattle right uh, now. I don't know who's in the state either. They need to be injury-free um, to have a strong team. And I think they're going to miss Corabetti a lot. I think last year, although he didn't score many meat pies for the Rebels, I think he was the one guy that defenders were scared of. Um, or was going to be ad line or could break the game open. And I think they're missing but, that. But check how's um, their recruiting, mate, over the off-season. They recruited no one. They probably couldn't because they weren't allowed in the state. But it's not an excuse. <laughs> um, I thought I've got to give this. It's a shit team. What should we do with the off-season? I don't know. More randoms. <laughs> I thought Ione off the bench, or Ioane, I'm not sure how to pronounce it correctly, was outstanding and looks like an absolute man mountain. Um, he injected me with excitement. But let's talk to the Reds. Because uh, they've got a lot to be excited about. I thought Jock Campbell in, in one game told everyone why he's probably going to be a Wallaby this year. He was freaking outstanding. Every touch of the football he had was just class. He's put more weight on. He looks like he has. Last year he looked like a string bean. This year he looks like a skinny bloke. He's moving up the ranks. Next year he'll look average. Um, <laughs> I thought he just had a belter of a game um, and just look absolutely dynamic every time he touched the ball. But Tyre, I thought, had his first game where he looked like he was a member of the back three. Um, He almost went down injured, but he looked like he was part of the team, part of the club. So that really excited me. Um, And then I just thought um, Harry Wilson just reminding selectors who the fuck he is. Um, I thought he looked outstanding. So a lot to like there for the Reds. And they've just got Depth for days. Think of that about that back line. When you put Paisami and you put Vinavalo back into the equation, um, it's just got a lot of depth. And then the back row, it's kind of I, I just I know Liam Wright's the co-captain. I don't reckon he starts though when they pick their strongest team. I think he what he only played 40 and then went off injured. I'm playing Fraser McBride, I reckon at seven. Um, but they weren't perfect, the Reds, you're right. They're a bit all over. Over the shop, and I think uh, McDermott called it at the end of the game. But it was first game looked like they were playing in the tropics with the heat. Second game, torrential rain. Uh, handling was always going to be a bit shit. Round one, yeah. McDermott looks best on Park. His spark was was notable. So, um, what do we think? The Reds going to march on, boys. Who they got next week? I don't know. The Tars and Lyra. Tars and Lyra. Piss, man. 
Don't waste my time, man. Should we hit the next Aussie game, or do we want to quickly touch on these two Kiwi gems? I touch. I enjoy, I really enjoyed these these fixtures. Well, talk us through the Crusaders Canes, Jim. Well, it was a lot closer in the first half than the score suggests. You know, the Crus the Canes scored two late tries, um, but at the end of the day, Sader's are going to Sader. You know, the you might look like you're in it and feel like they're going well, and it's competitive. It's a good competitive game, but Sader's are going to Sader. It just well, the one to wrap your head around here is a how they can just throw the greatest name of this season, Fergus Burke, into the back line, and it just runs as smoothly as if he's been playing there his whole life. Um, wasn't perfect by no means, but it's, good, it's a look. I'm going to have to stop you there, Jim. It is a good fuck, name. isn't it? It's the one I've been saying since I heard it. I haven't pulled Fergus out for me for my own kids at this point, depending how his season fares. But um, you saw you saw the talent sink in. The the type five really strong, mate. The names are all there. Jordan probably not the greatest game he's played, but they were just so clinical and, and nailed the set piece like they needed to. And um, and the Canes look they they held on. They just had a few fucking Artie Savia bursts, which deserved to be tries. He was. Kind of held up. No, he was held up that first time. And then that fucking stupid knock-on eight years ago when he was in his teens. You can't use that against a bloke when he scores an absolute belter of a try. That would have brought the game much closer. And when you get setbacks like that against against the Saders, you're just not bouncing back, man. But Harold Bishop came on. He played all right. He's not on Putin's potions, though. I certainly not, is he? <laughs> he looks like he left when how he did when he left Ramsey Street, man, hasn't put on any muscle since. <laughs> but but look, they're a good team. They'll grow into it, the Canes. Um look, Adi Savi is probably the only win job I'm gonna have about the rest of this week. Can we make a change in rugby union where you can only go back to check penalties or offsides? Just forward passes and knock-ons, leave well enough alone, or make it one phase. What are we taking it back halfway across the field because it skims someone's fingertips in the multiverse? Uh, no. Yeah. Like, and oh, I was screaming, how good of a try is that? And then hang on, hang on. Somewhere else in the multiverse, the ball may have touched a prop's finger now. Let's watch 48 replays of it and stop the game. <laughs> Boring. Boring. Um, but look, it was a great spectacle nonetheless. It was it was good. Empty stadiums, though. They still don't know people at the games. Yeah. COVID protocols. Oh, sort it out, man. I was just the empty stadiums is what made the Chiefs Highlanders so gorgeous. No one else? Just the mountains. Oh, the I thought Richard was chiming in. Oh, man. No, no, it was, it was no, I was waiting for you. Sorry. No, no, no. Outstanding. Yeah, no. I, I was just wanted to say about, just go back to the Cedars Canes game. Where does uh, Geordie Barrett sit in the, the pantheon of best 15s in the world right now? Mate, pretty especially with those new straight and locks he's running. He mm. played an exceptional game, kicked well, fucking palming off dudes left, right, and looks big, Fuck. doesn't he? He's oh. got he's got some of Scott Barrett genes in there, probably. He does, yeah. That's, Bowden's got none. how biology works. He <laughs> <laughs> oh, looks big, yeah, very good. Mm. And it was nice to see Julian Savier back. Looks fit too. I feel sorry for him, but the only pe- thing people talk about with him is whether he's fit or fat. Yeah, that's it. That's the headline. Should we do a segment every week? Julian Savia, fit or fat? He was fit this week. He looked yeah. fit this week. Looked fit. Poor bloke. Rough. Mm. Rough. Anyway, well, my nice segue is over, so should we push on to Chiefs Highlanders? Yeah, Chiefs Highlanders, like you said and I said at the start, made absolute picturesque. They should do more of that shit. What a beautiful watch. Absolutely beautiful watch. I mean, the Chiefs... I didn't watch this one too intently, but 
The one thing I did see was the Aaron Smith, mate, when he got dived over by the by the number eight for the Chiefs, uh, Peter Sowakuli. Kula, he was outstanding. That man, did he play much last year? Does anyone remember his name running around? Uh, no, not so much, no. Outstanding, mate. What a dude. Work rate, <laughs> high. Stop stop me, boys. Can you do it? Can you jump over a player? That should have been a penalty. I think it should be a penalty. You know, Nigel Owens replied to someone's tweet. I saw someone tweeted it and he replied. Uh, Apparently it's fine. Oh, really? Yeah, in the the action of scoring a try. Oh, yeah. You're allowed to dive for the line, so you're allowed to jump over a player. Oh, yeah. What what then happens if the tackler skims his boot and you flip over and you land on your head? It's a purple card. card. It's a purple card. You get a full month on the bench. Not even even a joke, but some of the onus – falls on the dude going for such a ridiculous tackle. Aaron Smith's a fucking a buck short of a building. And you've got Peter Soakula, the biggest man on the field, going for the try line. And he just all all he knew is he had to just get in his way and hope that his his flanker was coming to help him out. So Aaron Smith just went on a kamikaze mission, mate. He tipped the nose of that plane down too low and went for the legs. And How happy you know, would you happen. be, but if you were lining up Sawakula, is that his name? Uh, you're lining up this <laughs> Sawakula. Sawakula. You're lining up this absolute unit, fearing for your life, anticipating <laughs> the shoulder and jaw reconstruction, yeah. and then before you know it, he's just high jumped you. Yeah, I How know. happy would you be behind those posts in the water? That should have been a penalty. Uh, no, Aaron Smith was a good sport about it, putting it up on Instagram with a funny caption and stuff. But uh, thank the gods that he jumped you. Yeah. Yeah, outstanding. But uh, the other thing is I know he's past it. I know he's probably international days are over, but Retallick played a monumental role Fuck, you in this Retallick team. Again. Fucking, you should have seen his silky skills to get a pass that away for a great try near the James, end of the game there. James, Retallick is not past it. He's on his way out, mate. <laughs> madness. Absolute madness. Um, and then the game to kick us off for the season, Tars Drewer. Not in. Didn't enjoy this one. Oh, all right. Oh. <laughs> Is that just because of your hatred for the Tars, though, rather than it for the spectacle? Or did you uh, feel sorry for the Fijian Drawer team? i got to be honest with you. It, it must be because i got a real bad taste in my mouth whenever I see that light blue jersey. I'm just not in. I just, yeah, they're going to have to do a lot to get me back on side here. Don't you have a Tars jersey? No. Burnt it. Your hatred of the Tars, Jim, is is so strong. It's long-standing, though. So, so strong. Uh, As if you weren't cheering for the drill, but I won't have it. Oh, of course I was cheering for the drill. What are you talking about? Um, Look, what did you guys think about this one? I think it's it's really hard to actually um, analyse this game because uh, the Tars could only beat what, what the team that's in front of them. Absolutely, but I felt like it was, it was such a miss. It was, it was such a mismatch, um, a mismatch in in, uh, in levels. You know, the, the Jura team have got yes, great flair, but unfortunately, set piece line out scrum uh, didn't quite function. Um, even um, uh, contact, you know, post contact meters. I think the Tars uh, uh, beat them up as well. So what were they? Uh, let me pull it up. And I'll Zero point two. 
No, no, there's full figures, mate. Full figures, no decibels. Uh, but yeah, I think it, it was just, I felt them a bit, I felt hard. Um, sorry for, for Fiji because it's just a sign of things that are coming. I don't know how productive it's going to be if they get absolutely smashed every week. It's going to be uh, tough. I think you boys reading this all wrong. I thought, is it Nabole or Nabol that they did before the game? That yeah, that was outstanding. Yeah. That, that was absolutely outstanding. Uh, Fiji and mate of mine was texting that they're out there at the game, just sledging that this was a Fijian home game. Um, the, the, what was the, that guy's name again? The, oh, well, I'm not going to say it on the podcast, <laughs> am I, Jim? Um, the crowd, the buzz, the atmosphere, that that like Sydney Sevens vibe that the Fijian crowd brought to them. And you boys know as well as I do, um, I know you haven't played as much rugby in Australia, Richard, but rugby in Australia... Yeah. At club level is entirely Pacific Islander and Fiji. That they they make up fifty percent of every club. Dead set. Every club I've ever played for. The heart and soul of those clubs are the boys from the islands, uh, and to have them represented in Australian rugby, I think, is bigger than their performance on the field. And if you look at how Drewell went in the NRC year one. Pumped, absolutely pumped. Look how they went by the final year of it. Did they win it or are they in the final? Yeah, they won. Went undefeated or something like that. The, the talent that these boys have, it is a long, slow build. And, and you're absolutely right on your analysis of them. It's going to be a long season. Um, but there's going to be moments of brilliance. Their fans are going to be loyal. Australian rugby needs it, mate. It needs to be bigger than five private schools in New South Wales. Uh, and it's these people, these boys, these fans these men and women in the crowd, they're going to bring the crowd, they're going to bring the numbers. So for me, it wasn't so much about the Drewers' performance. Um, I would have loved to see a little bit more from them. Uh, it was it was all of that narrative, and I think Australian rugby needs it. So my concern uh, with them, I'm up and about. I'm up and about. My concern with them is that if they're going to stick to play to this traditional Fiji style of, of rugby, then they're doomed. They're never going to be successful in this competition. And the commentators do them no favours, man. All the rhetoric and all the language around them is Fiji going to Fiji, what razzle, dazzle. Even the commentary before the game is like, we can't throw it around like them, so we're just going to stick to our game. And the reality of the situation is that's not how you win 15-a-side rugby, throwing it around like the sevens do. If they're going to stick to that mould, which I don't think they necessarily did, but I think we need to sort of cut that language out in this 15-a-side format and sort of encourage them to, to play that style that actually gets results because oh, results matter. I'm on board with you, Jim, that we need to move away from those lazy commentary stereotypes. But boy, do we lean into them in this podcast from time to time. Not that um, <laughs> But I know I agree. I think analysis needs to be better than that. But I actually think with the, the players they've got on the park right now, they kind of got to play like that because they certainly can't play to this. Mate, they were good. The first 20, they were a decent team. They're going to be a decent team. They're just not going to win a scrum or line out or have discipline for some time. Um, I think it's going to be a – that shit's going to be a slow burn. Doing the middle discipline. Yeah, I am. I am. They were ill disciplined. Doing lazy commentary. Yeah, I'm doing lazy commentary. <laughs> uh, but I think that comes with not having systems, not having the fitness and the professionalism yeah. in terms of the squad and the training. That's when penalties come. Yeah. Uh, when you're behind the eight ball, they don't come from intentionally being ill-disciplined. Yeah. Those ones are rare, uh, unless you're Richie McCaw. Um, it's largely – the fatigue and those things. So I think they need to exist for a few years so that the boys coming up in Fiji see a pathway to this team, 
not mm. for Toulon, not for Toulouse, not for the Waratahs, not for the Crusaders, oh, yeah, not for the Chiefs, not for the Highlanders, not for London Irish, whatever. Pick your team. That shit has a timeline, though, man. It's got a lifeline. It's like fucking long life milk. Yeah, these those boys once they doesn't last forever. Once they start wanting to play for the Drua and the Drua can afford to keep them, then we got a team. Yeah. Uh, and I'm willing to to hold out a few years until then. And I also think, given the quality of Australian rugby last year, fuck it, we'll take a few wins. The Tars looking at it more so than the year before and the year before that. The bones look there. The only real disappointing thing in this outfit was just Swinton, man. What are you doing, man? Tell me I'm wrong. You're not wrong, man. I'm not wrong. Just stop. Just stop doing it. The angry pills? Yeah. You're heaps better than that. He looks like an entitled dude. I don't. I know. I don't know. Probably shouldn't say it. Probably shouldn't. This is not the forum. You're leaning into more stereotypes. But just his whole demeanor. What are you doing, man? People literally put everything they have into this, and you get away with it on a day like that. But you don't get away with it when it matters, and that's why you're not in a gold jersey, man. Especially with the world games. The, the worrying thing is that he has all the physical attributes to nail that Wallaby six jersey down. I know you're talking about Valentini, um, but I don't understand why someone hasn't put their arm around him metaphorically and actually help him with it because there is there is a lot of ill discipline that's occurring. It's a culture thing. No, yeah. no, the culture there sucks. I think you're wrong there, Jim. That's your hatred of it. The way these boys have spoke about Coleman... Oh, yeah, on, looking man. at him laugh post-game, I think there's a new culture there. And I particularly noticed... It with Jamie Roberts in his post-game interview. He sounded genuinely like I'm really stoked to be at a really fun club. I think that that <laughs> as if you oh. want to be at a fun club, man. This is heaps fun. I think that that toxic what every successful team in the world, it was heaps of fun. I think that toxic tar um sort of vitriol that the squad's had for a few years. I think Holman's gonna change that. I don't think he's got the personnel to win a championship, but I think he's got the character from what yeah. I can see, to change the culture around the club. So I think you're wrong. I think they're going to have a, a much better I'll culture. I'll give the new year. coach always the benefit of the doubt here. Well, you just told me the culture's rotten. Because the culture from last year still exists. That shit doesn't die in a day, mate. The culture last year was rotten. It was apples. Year before that, peaches. It, it's been bad for a number of years, and I'll give the new coach uh, the lighter day. But, you know, you're not going to prove it to me in a 40-10 beating of a team with a great culture. <laughs> they look like they're having fun. I think I think you're that's a team I want to be a part of. You're way of. off here, Jim, throwing <laughs> out allegations round one. Let's give a new coach and a new club some time. I think and I think Waratah's fans themselves are more sympathetic this this season. What's your read, Richard? I think there's a buzz in New South Wales that the expectations aren't to win the title, it's to win a few home games. Yeah, look, I think it's a, I would agree with that, Sebastian, that it's not about being title contenders or anything like that. It, it is about growth. And if growth means winning three, four games this year and, and playing uh, better rugby, I think that's really good. And you've got to take the positives. You know, Donaldson uh, might play well. Um, you know, so did play well over the weekend. I think if you um, go through those patterns, you know, they're, try, they're executing different things that you can see on the day. I think there is growth, and that's what you want to see. And in terms of culture, I agree with it that it was poor before, but you got to follow that Reds model that it was shit for a while, and then you got to suck it up for a few years, and and hopefully it will continue to improve, and then further down the line you do become successful on the pitch. I reckon that 
Let's talk about um, a few individuals then in the Tars. I thought I'll go with you, Richard. I thought Donaldson looked great. Uh, and I think Edmund um, off the bench is going to be a great foil to him coming on. He looks explosive and dynamic as a playmaker. Interesting thing for me is where does Will Harrison fit in that equation? Um, I'll be interested to see Doesn't if he play comes back. Him. Yeah, but does he come back and take Newsom's jersey? Because I don't know if you two. Who noticed Newsom? I didn't. I didn't clock him on the field. I don't know what's going on there, man. Just, just a where's Wally? He was chatting it up Newsom in every. Stuff. Didn't really clock him. He was chatting it up in every time that they scored. That there was a, there was a breakdown. So whether he's in there for his leadership ability, I don't really know. There you go. And I think uh, this season we said it last week. We hoped it would. I think the season's the arrival of Bell. Um, scrums, tar scrum. Obviously, the Drew is not going to be quite as strong, but looked immense. And I think we shit on their recruitment all the time, and, and rightfully so. But I think Parecki was a genius signing, 60 games in, in Europe. The Tars hoped um, that Horton would be the next coming at hooker, but he was just too little. He got beat up last year. Um, Parecki has added some much-needed stark to that front row. Um, it's just the bench front row is trash at the moment. I think they've got to get Ruan Smith. In the match day 23 stat, um, because once they changed their front row, they were atrocious. Um, so I think that'll be interesting. And then I also think, um, I think Jed Holloway had one of his best games for the Waratahs. Um, and I think we know the talent of Jed Holloway and how talented he is. But I think the thing that worries me is just the, you know, is he a traditional second rower? Um, but I guess we can just enjoy that he had a belter of a game. I think Tars fans have got a right to be up and about, but I do think they're going to face a juggernaut this weekend with Queensland. They need to come out, punch him in the mouth. That's what they got to do. It's the only way they're going to win. Well, that's why they got Lockie Swinton. <laughs> he punches in the mouth. That's what he does. I don't know. Which one? Which one does he punch in the mouth? What's the best one? Oh, it's honestly, mate. You go, you go, Brian O'Driscoll. No. What you do is you get Swinton to punch O'Connor in the mouth. You go to. Obviously, figuratively, because I reckon O'Connor would shit the bed, mate. Start thinking about, oh, I'm not fully into rugby, eh? (laughs) Funny. Um, Should we jump into next round, boys? Did you um, all get a perfect round this week? I don't know. I try and disconnect from tipping because it takes over my life, man. It literally have been banned from every tipping comp and I just had to do this one because it was the rugby report cut. Richard, you were perfect last round. I was perfect last round. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Shall we jump into into next week? Highlanders at home against the Crusaders. What do we think, boys? Saders, man. Saders going to say stuff. Can't argue with that. I think we're all in agreement there. Uh, next up, oh, my God, if I didn't have a wedding the next day, I would be out there at this one. Doesn't this sound beautiful? Tars, Reds, like hard oval. It doesn't get any better than this. Wedding or not, you were never going. Let's just call a spade. It's very spade. hard at 32 <laughs> with a kid, mate. But I would love to be there. Um, and anyone who is there, I'm bloody jealous. Can the Tars get up and punch him in the mouth? Make O'Connor question his commitment to rugby. <laughs> Will Lockie sweat and throw shade or is Coleman's culture already rotten? <laughs> Deary, man. That was brilliant. That was gold. What I you... loved that. <laughs> Just summarising the shit that comes out of your mouth, Jim. <laughs> um, Tars Reds, who are we on? 
No, no, no. Look, the smart money goes on Reds, but I think it'll be a lot closer than what everyone thinks is, thinks is going to be. Second game of the season, Tars on a high. You know, I think it'll be. I think it'll be a lot. It'll be a lot closer. Within seven. Make it interesting. Tell us the line. You're within seven, Jim. What do you got? Well, the real question is: is does the Tar scrum hold up here? No. Um, not at all. No, I think I think there's run on front row well. That second half, it's going to capitulate. So I make if that's true, and I, I believe it to be so. I'm going to go within ten. I reckon I might pip maybe between five and tens where I'm landing. Yeah, yeah, I reckon it'll be a little bit more than that, but not much more. I'm going to say by twelve. Reds by twelve. Um, all right. Well, the Drua are going up. I think against their worst nightmare in Canberra. In terms of styles, um, I think this is the the worst one for them in the Australian Conference. Drew up Brumbies. Um, obviously, my view are the Brumbies will do this. I think it will be tight for a little while, uh, and then the Brumbies set piece and bench are going to dominate. Any disagreements? Nah, I reckon the Brumbies, obviously, as we all expect to come through, but the Brumbies do do a lot each year to sort of honour and recognise recognise the Pacific Islanders in their community and how much they contribute to rugby over in Canberra. So I'm expecting this to be a, a pretty popular fixture um, and, and a fun one to watch with a lot of lot of boys getting in there and, and sharing the love. I'm loving the um, Arvo games in Canberra, except I can't work out the timing on them. I get it once we're in winter and it's fucking freezing in Canberra. Yeah. But right now in like this gorgeous, just summer weather. It's, it feels odd to me. Why are they playing where it's 30 degrees? I can't work it out. But, Richard, I'm going to throw the next one to you. Blues didn't play last week. It's a bit of an unknown entity. But I tell you what, they've got a bloody good squad. Don't they? Blues v Canes. Yeah, I think it's hard to back against the, the, the Blues. Yeah, I know they had a, had a buy this week. But uh, I think it's really hard. You know, obviously champions last year of the, uh, of the competition. So I think it'd be uh, silly not to, to back the Blues in this game. All right. And then the next Aussie derby. Uh, the Melbourne Rebels, the No Vibe Boys versus the Western Force, the All Heart Force. Who are we on? <laughs> you got to back that up with a name, brother. Look, like I said, the most important force game that they will have this year. By the metric that I have for their success, um, they need to come out here swinging. They need to they need to get those fists clenched and 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 line up a few fellas figuratively, because the Rebels are going to come with a plan. And as we know from good old MT. Everyone's got a plan, man, until they get punched in the face. I tell you what, it's going to be close. Last year there was one point in it, three points in it. Force with the most recent win in this in this encounter. Richard, who you, who you got? Doing a bit of googling over hey, there. No matter, my stat. <laughs> Richard, who are you on? I actually think the the rebels might have this. I know it goes against what everything what we said earlier on, but uh, you know, playing at home, um, I reckon the rebels might sneak it. Is is it in Melbourne or is it in New South Wales? No, it's at Amy Park, I believe. It's in Melbourne. Yeah. Is it actually, though? Yeah, I thought the... No, it is. Yeah, that's yeah. a... Per- I've yeah. got to confuse. Ignore me. I thought it was last year. Last I'm year. Getting, yeah. I'm getting tired, boys. It's the force in New South Wales. Uh, I reckon the force are going to do this. I reckon the Rebels, they look like a dog without an owner. <laughs> Tamuas hasn't yeah, had it since the mullet. Um, and then the final game, I do think it'll be very tight, though. Without the final game, Chiefs. Moana Pacifica make their debut. They're an unknown at this point, aren't they? Uh, no. Sukopi Kepu is captain. That gets me up and about. Oh. Uh, Richard, who's winning this one? <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, the Chiefs are winning this by quite a lot, unfortunately. How, yeah. dare, how dare you, Jim? 
Man, I'm not. This, I think this is going to be closer than Richard. Richard has suggested. They're, I, I don't. They're a week rested, <laughs> and they're an unknown entity. They've been in their lab working up game plans, but now nah, Chiefs will come away. Just everyone tune in because it's on that gorgeous setting again. And just like take a minute, is it? Take a minute. Yeah, oh. it's back at Waikato Wakatipu Rugby Club. Oh, fantastic! Um, which is pour an you, excellent idea. Pour yourself an English breakfast couple of bickies and just enjoy it. Yeah. I was literally, I was watching the, the houses in the background thinking about the move. But, Could I do it? Mate, I think about it all the time. Just going to that country town there, becoming friends with the local librarian, just enjoying it. And just imagine New Zealand, just everyone's into rugby. Uh, it's, not, it's not just your one weird mate at work, Yeah, just Richard and I. <laughs> I tell you what, before we go, man, South Africa going to the Six Nations. Oh yeah, that's well. The Six Nations come out and denied did, it. Did they? Controversy. They've come out and denied it and said there'll be no such decision. Oh, it's like the trains and the state government. It's like Ukraine and Russia. What's going on, um, Richard? What's your what's your intel over there? Um, as far as I'm aware, it's it's a no go, and um, they they want to keep Italy because. It, you know, Italy is starting to make small improvements. You know, since Conor O'Shea start is starting, so um, I think his uh, I think his counter are productive if they uh, if they kick about now. Even if it's you know, I'm an advocate of maybe a relegate promotion relegation system, so, such you know, something or other. Um, but I just don't think uh, I don't think I don't see it happening. What about Italy? Italy surely spitting pasta. They can't be enjoying this little rumor. Um, no, it's got to hurt. They'll be spitting pasta. And- Bruschetta. <laughs> I can think. Get away from that stereotype, Jim. We're better than that. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, look, I, I don't know. Part of me is like, all right, let's spice it up. I wouldn't mind a, a good time zone here and bring Fiji and Japan in and let's get serious about the Southern Hemisphere. But I actually think it's... Um, like you said, it can't just be a World Cup every year. It would just be a World Cup every year without New Zealand. And as much as we'd like to think Australia, maybe every 40 years. But it's just a World Cup exactly. in New Zealand every yeah, year. It is. Not in. <laughs> so I just reckon it takes something away from that and from the British and Irish Lions. So fuck yourself. And Africa. as if they want to be we'll see you in Pretoria, bitches. Yeah, they don't want to fly that far, man, down. They make it the five nations if you're that serious and cutting that out. <laughs> just cutting Italy. All right, boys, we should wrap it up. It was lovely to chat, to throw some heat, to hear about the rotten culture at the Tars, according to Jim. It's rotten. Um I enjoyed it. It's always good to chat. Yeah, Thanks. yeah, it's good to be back. It's good to be back. Can't Thanks, wait. boys. More exciting news coming. Enjoy a regular Tuesday slot, bitches. Yeah, three weeks running. Yeah, you weren't here last week. That's no, nah, nah, I've done two. Not in a row either. <laughs> Richard, have the final word. Uh, thanks, boys. Enjoyed it as always. And I uh, look forward to uh, next week. Excited. 